Sermon 56, Commentary on the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 47-56 through 56, by Cyril of Alexandria. Translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 56, 9-51-56 And it came to pass that when the days were fulfilled for his being taken up, that he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Wilt thou that we bid fire come down from heaven to consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and went to another village. Those who are abundantly endowed with vast wealth, and pride themselves on their ample riches, assemble fit persons to their banquets, and set before them a sumptuously furnished table, producing by diversity of dishes and sauces of various kinds a pleasure superior to the mere satisfying of hunger. But from this no benefit arises, but rather great injury to the banqueters. For more than a sufficiency after the calls of hunger have been satisfied is always hurtful. But those who possess heavenly riches, and know the sacred doctrines, and have been illuminated with divine light, nourish their souls by feasting them on instructive discourses, in order that they may become both fruitful towards God, and skilled in the pathway unto all virtue and earnest in accomplishing those things by means of which a man attains to a happy issue. To this intellectual and holy table, therefore, the sacred word invites us. For it says, Eat and drink and be drunken, my friends. But friends of whom? Evidently of God. And it is worthy of note that we are to be drunken with these things and that we can never be satiated with that which is to our edification. Let us see, therefore, what kind of profit the lesson from the gospel sets before us upon the present occasion. For when, it says, the days were fulfilled for his being taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, by which is meant that as the time had now come when at length having borne for us his saving passion he should ascend to heaven and dwell with god the father he determined to proceed to jerusalem for this is i think the meaning of his having set his face he sends therefore messengers to prepare a lodging for him and his companions and when they came to a village of the samaritans they were not received at this the blessed disciples were indignant, not so much on their own account as because they did not honor him who is Saviour and Lord of all. And what followed? They murmured greatly, and as his majesty and power was not unknown to them, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we bid fire come down from heaven and consume them? But Christ rebuked them for so speaking and in these last words lies the purport of the lesson and therefore let us accurately examine the whole passage for it is written 
turn milk and it becomes butter it would be untrue then to affirm that our saviour did not know what was about to happen for as he knows all things he knew of course that his messengers would not be received by the samaritans of this there can be no doubt why then did he command them to precede him the reason of it was his custom assiduously to benefit the holy apostles in every possible way and for this end his practice sometimes was to put them to the proof as for instance he was sailing once upon the lake of tiberias with those named above and while so doing he fell asleep purposely and a violent wind having risen upon the lake a rough and unusual storm began to rage and the boat was in danger and the crew in alarm for he intentionally permitted the storm and the fury of the tempest to rage against the ship to try the faith of the disciples and to make manifest the greatness of his power and this also was the result for they in littleness of their faith said master save us we perish and he at once arose and showed that he is lord of the elements for he rebuked the sea and the tempest and there was an exceeding great calm and so also on this occasion he knew indeed that those who went forward to announce that he would lodge with them would not be received by the samaritans but he permitted them to go that this again might be a means of benefiting the holy apostles what then was the purpose of this occurrence he was going up to jerusalem as the time of his passion was already drawing near he was about to endure the contumelies of the jews he was about to be said at naught by the scribes and pharisees and to suffer those things which they inflicted upon him when they proceeded to the accomplishment of all violence and wicked audacity in order therefore that they might not be offended when they saw him suffering as understanding that he would have them also to be patient and not to murmur greatly even though men treat them with contumely he so to speak made the contempt they met with from the samaritans a preparatory exercise in the matter they had not received the messengers it was the duty of the disciples treading in the footsteps of their lord to bear it patiently as becometh saints and not to say anything of them wrathfully but they were not yet so disposed but being seized with too hot indignation they would have called down fire upon them from heaven as far as their will went but christ rebuked them for so speaking see here i pray how great is the difference between us and god for the distance is immeasurable for he is slow to anger and long-suffering and of incomparable gentleness and love to mankind but we children of earth are quick unto anger hasty unto impatience and refuse with indignation to be judged by others when we are found out in committing any wrong act while we are most ready to find fault with others and therefore god the lord of all affirms saying for my thoughts are not as your thoughts nor your ways as my ways 
but as the heaven is far from the earth so are my ways from your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts such then is he who is lord of all but we as i said being readily vexed and easily led into anger take sometimes severe and intolerable vengeance upon those who have occasioned us some trifling annoyance and though commanded to live according to the gospel we fall short of the practice commanded by the law for the law indeed said eye for eye tooth for tooth hand for hand and commanded that an equal retribution should suffice but we as i said though perhaps we have suffered but a trifling wrong would retaliate very harshly not remembering christ who said the disciple is not greater than his teacher nor the slave than his master who also when he was reviled reviled not again when suffering threatened not but committed his cause to him who judges righteously as treading this path much enduring job also is justly admired for it is written of him what man is like job who drinketh wrongs like a draught for their benefit therefore he rebuked the disciples gently restraining the sharpness of their wrath and not permitting them to murmur violently against those who sinned but persuading them rather to be long-suffering and to cherish a mind immovable by aught of this it benefited them also in another way they were to be the instructors of the whole world and to travel through the cities and villages proclaiming everywhere the good tidings of salvation of necessity therefore while seeking to fulfil their mission they must fall in with wicked men who would reject the divine tidings and so to speak not receive jesus to lodge with them had christ therefore praised them for wishing that fire should come down upon the samaritans and that so painful a torment should be inflicted upon them they would have been similarly disposed in many other instances and when men disregarded the sacred message would have pronounced their condemnation and called down fire upon them from above and what would have been the result of such conduct the sufferers would have been innumerable and no longer would the disciples have been so much physicians of the sick as torturers rather and intolerable to men everywhere for their own good therefore they were rebuked when thus enraged beyond measure at the contumely of the samaritans in order that they might learn that as ministers of the divine tidings they must rather be full of long-suffering and gentleness not revengeful not given to wrath nor savagely attacking those who offend them and that the ministers of god's message were long-suffering paul teaches us saying for i think that god hath set forth us the apostles last as it were condemned to death for we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men being reviled we bless being defamed we persuade we have become the offscouring of the world 
the refuse of all men up to this day. He wrote also to others, or rather to all who had not yet received Christ in them, but, so to speak, were still afflicted with the pride of the Samaritans. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Great, therefore, is the benefit of the gospel lessons to those who are truly perfect in mind, and may we also, taking them unto ourselves, benefit our souls, ever praising Christ the Saviour of all. By whom and with whom, to God the Father, be praise and dominion with the Holy Ghost, for ever and ever. Amen. End of Sermon 56 End of Commentary on the Gospel of Luke Sermons 47-56 through 56 by Cyril of Alexandria Translated by R. Payne Smith